Okay, you know what? Okay, so go ahead. Assalamu with the blessing of God. Uh, it's it's from it's, God it's not clear. Voice is not clear, Adam. Oh, we can probably hear him. Yeah, I think voice is breaking. Hello? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now it's better. Praise God. It's better. Yeah. Is, is the live stream on? Uh, I have no idea. So the Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let me check on the internet. You can edit it afterwards. Yeah, I think it's running, so we can edit it in the beginning part. Uh, let's see here. With the blessing of God, we are here to attend another Quran study. This is a blessing from God that we are here. And we appreciate God for all the blessings that He has upon us as much as possible. And to say that to increase our knowledge so that we can understand. Uh, sorry, Adam. Uh, I cannot. Uh, uh, still uh, breaking up a lot. Can you fix in your side, please? A lot. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll turn off the camera. The audio part. Is it, did it get better? Uh, a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. I do something else. Still, it's breaking. Yeah. Let me turn off and then come back again. No, it's not only with okay. you, Maria. It's with me too. Hello? Problem was not only with you, it was with me too, Maria. Okay. Yes, um, can you hear me better? 
Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so inshallah, we'll read from the verse 4523. 23. Uh, and the heading is common form of idolatry, the ego as God. That was a I seek refuge in God from Satan, the rejected, in the name of God. In the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. The common form of idolatry, the ego as a God. Have you noted the one whose God is his ego? Consequently, God sends him astray. Despite his knowledge, seals his hearing and his mind and places a veil on his eyes. Who then can guide him after such a decision by God? Would you not take heed? They said, we only live this life, we live and die. And we only live this life, we live and die, and only time, ca and only time causes our death. They have no sure knowledge about this. They only conjecture. So, uh, so inshallah, uh, actually, to be, uh, I was just told last minute that uh, I can't do that. So, uh, the Quran study. So, inshallah, I will try to see. You know, usually I, I prepare in the beginning because uh, for me it's hard to just come and talk. So, inshallah, you know, some of the stuff uh, I can discuss as much as possible. And uh, if you any of my notes that you see any grammatical mistakes because I didn't do any spell check or anything, so please forgive me. So we'll just go ahead and, and talk about the, these verses. And as we know that God, your God is the one, you know, can be in many different forms. And one of the form is the ego as God. This is one form of, uh, uh, you can say the God is, that people um, himself can be a God. I mean, and this will be confused a lot of people that how, uh, you know, I am my own God. Uh, it's because if whatever you pay attention to this world, that that thing or whatever it is becomes your God. Whichever things you give the priority, that becomes your God. Whoever you love the most becomes your God. This is basically what it is. Um, we know that God is the one who's running everything. He's the one created everything. And he's the one we're supposed to be remembering most of the day. And if if you are occupied in your job for most of your time is occupied at work, like for example, you, you spend 10 hours dedicated at work and when you come home and you are still occupied, you're thinking about your work and all that and then part of your time is spent with family and basically you just spend maybe, if even if you're doing the contact prayers, you spend like 30 minutes doing the contact prayers. So out of 24 hours, and the sleeping time minus, so if you only spend 30 minutes remembering God, and so very well you can see who is your God, your job will be, become your God, or your family will become your God. Or if you're preoccupied with yourself, how I look, who am I, your ego, your 
your status. Like if you're working a lot to earn a lot of money to show off wealth to people, so people will say that this person has a lot of money and to show off or your looks or anything like that, basically you become your own God. You're listening to your body, this body that is going to shed, that's going to leave you, leave, you're going to leave it behind. And you can see the clear signs as you age that it's deteriorating. And there's no, there's no surprise that, you know, don't be surprised when we get to the older age that we're going to leave this body. And if you put your life, your, all your valuable time to serve this, uh, uh, this, this body that's going to shed, then, you know, you can imagine how much uh, loss would that be. Your, yourself is your soul. That yourself that you're going to go to God. And if you don't pay attention to soul, then it's going to be a great loss. So the start off of this verse is, have you noted the one who, whose, whose God is, is ego? He have, he's made himself as ego, as a God. Consequently, God sends him astray despite his knowledge. You know, the, a lot of people have knowledge. A lot of people know that God is their God. A lot of people say they believe in the day of judgment. And this is the knowledge they have. So people, they don't believe. But at the same time, if you don't take any action, you know, God sends us in this world as a, as a child, as a baby. And as we learn, we gain a lot of knowledge. And if you don't put that knowledge to action, you know what a knowledge will do if you don't put it into action? Uh, you, you can see clearly if, if you know something, if you know how to fix a machine or something like that, if you have the knowledge and if you don't do it, it's not going to do any good. So if you don't put that knowledge into, into work and you heedlessly knowing all that, because God is, God is this God system that God gives everybody a message one way or the other. So you have the knowledge, there's one God, there's, there's a day of judgment and there's something you need to do. And if you don't do it, after a certain time, God will send them astray because, you know, it's not going to be like give you giving chances, chances. I mean, everywhere you go, if you work, you, they will only give you so many chances. After that, there will just no more chances for you left. So while you have this window open, you should, you, you should take advantage because if you delay so much, then there's no help. Even think about your health. You know, something minor happens, you can take uh, Tylenol or something. But if you keep abusing your body to a certain limit, then what happens is that uh, if you don't, then the, the last thing you have left is your body will come to a point that there's no point of return. You, then all you have, if you don't do prevention, if you don't take care of your health, then all you have left is probably operation, maybe. But in here, God is said, God will send you astray. Doubt is, despite whatever they know, you know. And even if they go astray, this they may still know a lot of stuff. But you, you see clearly, people they they just still follow the same path. And God said that He'll seal His hearing and His mind and places veils on their on His eyes. So if God seals your hearing, I'm not talking about these hearings. I'm not talking about these eyes or this brain. It's your heart. Your heart, as we learn in the Quran, that it has its own hearing. Your heart, it has own vision and it has its own, uh, you can say, intelligent mind. That is, that is the one that you are. That's your soul. Your soul, basically, God is saying, your soul will be put into a veil. This human body will still see, 
you will still see everything around you, but your soul will be put into that seal box that it has no link with anything. No matter how much you know, you can tell this person as we learn, who then can guide him. After this happens, there is no more hope. Him, the person himself, I, I don't know if there is any way, you know, if he repent or something, I don't know what are the sequences of those are, but nobody else can help this person who will guide him. Such a decision by God. Once God made the decision to send someone astray, they will. Hello? I can't hear. Sorry, I think we have a lot of technical issues, but inshallah, I think you can hear me now. Uh, so once God, send, God puts, makes a decision to seal someone's mind, go send, send someone astray, you can, you can bring, uh, no matter how much help the world can make the Hello. Hello again. Yeah, having like issue. It says that he's having some connecting issue. Okay, I'm I'm so sorry. I think there's some a lot of technical issues, and I'll just try to talk here. If if there's something, if you cannot hear me, just let me know. Um, so back to this, inshallah. Uh, so if God sends, makes a decision to send somebody astray, there's nobody can help. And then God is saying, after you read all this, would you not take heed? This is like a clear-cut warning. If you if you believe this is the word of God and these letters that stated here, if you believe in this, would you not take heed about all this information right here? Just such a valuable information. You know, you don't want to get into a spot where you are in this part of the the worst. And and then and because of this action by God, and then you're in this situation, and that's it. All the doors close for you. So you want to start taking the 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 you know take take heed in in the very beginning to listen to what God is saying. They say we only live this life, we live and we die. So one of the common thing people say is that they don't believe you know even though they don't believe in the hereafter but the reality is if you believe if there's a life after death if you believe that, that all this stuff then you would do something if you don't do something then either you disbelieve in this that there's life after death and if you do believe but you don't do anything in fact this is worse than disbeliever because you become hypocrite because you know it and you don't do anything about it, then this is even a worse situation. So they say they, that we only live, that this is their belief that they don't, they're not gonna be resurrected. And they say that we live and die 
and uh, only time that only time will cause them death. So another disbelief they have is that the because they come to death is because of time as they get older, and that will cause them to die. They don't they don't believe that God is the one who's give life and death. There's a there's a stamp on ourselves that when we're gonna die. We as we come to this world, we have uh, a stopwatch and a timer. In one hand, we have a stopwatch, and other hand, we have a timer. Stopwatch start ticking as we are born. Every second is counted, and the timer is set. That how much time God is, and it's it's going backward. And uh, you can every anytime you can look at the stopwatch, but you can, the this the thing is that you cannot look at your timer how much time you have left. And this is designed by God exactly. It's not by time. A lot of people leave this world at a young age and middle age and old age, and it's all designed by God. But they do believe that, or oh, because when you get old, you die. It's and that's it. There's no more life after death. All that's it. And if you disbelieve in it, that's one thing. If you believe and then but you don't do anything, then you fall into hypocrite because you don't do what you you are believing. You say, and and God is saying that they have no knowledge about this. They only conjecture. They just say whatever, you know, just to make excuses. They just make up stuff, as a, you know, whatever uh, they think, you know, on their own. And it's all because of this verse number 23, when they, when they don't do hate and all that stuff falls into one after another. And it's just, uh, just a chain reaction. And after you are sent astray completely by God, then you just pretty much you, you say whatever you want. And this is how God's system is. Inshallah, read the next verse. Uh, whenever revelations, uh, whenever revelations are recited to them, clearly their only argument is to say, bring back our forefathers. If you are truthful, say God has granted you life then he puts you to death then he will summon you to the day of resurrection which is inevitable but most people do not know to god belongs all sovereignty of the heavens and the earth the day the hour of judgment comes to pass that is when the false fires lose so these people they if they, if they disbelieve and if you talk to them about god's revelation you cite anything from the Quran clearly and it is it is amazing how God puts these words in the Quran that, and then you can see sometimes you will read such a clear verse to someone and then what happens it arguments you know and they they, they get more raged they get more upset they, they try to avoid they don't want to talk about it. And you keep bringing back the, the words. They say, let's just talk about something that is so black and white, something so clear. And and you can see there's, you cannot hide from it. I mean, something is, if it's a sentence that that is, can be, you, it's a gray matter. Like, you know, you can say something about uh, in this world, something that, that you can talk about, you can deny it, but something that is so clear and you they know that you can, they cannot deny it. There's no excuse for that. It will make them more angry. And and then they will start making weird statements that bring back our forefathers if you are truthful. I mean, obviously God can bring them back their forefathers, but God will bring back all of them. And and we will learn, I think, in the coming verses that on the day of resurrection, you know, if this is what you say, for sure, it will bring you and them at the same, you know, at the same time on the day of resurrection, bring back their forefathers if you are truthful. Um, 
what a arrogant behavior you know we learn about the when god talks about the messengers and prophets and believers when god's revelations are recited them they become more humble they become more reverence we learn that they fall on their chins crying weeping and saying that uh, uh, this is the, this is the word of god and and we learn i think through 17 and towards the end how god is mentioning when the when those who reverence god when the revelations are recited how they it makes them more humble and here when you when you are reciting the revelation of the most gracious clearly it documents them and they start making what a difference you see i mean you, you know this is it's just so sad the picture is so sad i mean how could you put yourself in this spot right there in this spot that you're argumenting you're arguing with god's revelations and you know it's you're, you're doing it to yourself you're not doing it to anybody. You're not doing it to the one who's giving you the, reciting you the, the revelations. You're doing it to yourself. You're not doing it to God or anyone. You are torturing your own self. Say, God has granted you life. I mean, who brought you to this existence? Who brought you? Forget about the body and this all these systems. I mean, think about your own soul, your mind that lives in your body, that thinks that have mind of its own, who enjoys life. Where did that come from? I mean, sit down and think about it. How did that in a created self? If evolution was the case, you could have been just a body running around, but the inner self, your mind, where did that come from? That your individual codes, then he's the one who's gonna put you to death. Like you know, earlier that we read that the time will put anybody to death. This is God, he's the one who's gonna do that. Then he will summon you to the day of resurrection, which is inevitable. These are the words of God. You know that god is clearly reciting to us telling us but most people do not know you know when you know something and basically you do something about it for example if you're a farmer and you know that there's a storm coming tomorrow so if you have this knowledge you will go and and cut your crop today because you don't want to leave it tomorrow it's going to be wasted if you know that information you will do something about it if you didn't know that information you will not do something about it so basically if you have the if you know something you would have done something basically that's pretty much it comes down to if you didn't do something that's mean even though you know or don't know it doesn't it will not benefit you but god is saying that most people do not know all this stuff that you're we're reading here mashallah um if you if you're gonna argument if you're gonna talk back to god's revelation then it's pretty much clear we, we as we, we read here and god is saying that god belongs all the sovereignty of the heavens and the earth he is has all the sovereignty you know we spend so much time in this world uh, how do we look how people praise me how people will talk about me if somebody talk bad about us we get angry if somebody talk good about us we get so happy you know we forget all sovereignty belongs to god no matter what people say good and bad about us it's god belongs this is this is the statement that's it the day the hour of judgment comes to pass that is when the false fire lose uh, hold on a second. so my speaker was off also so um, but i think i don't know if you guys tried to say something but inshallah is is connected let me make sure yeah okay uh,
Okay. Okay. So the hour, the day the hour judgment comes to pass, that is when the false fire lose. So all these people, God called them false fire, and they are the ones gonna lose. Nobody else. You know, this is the mercy that God is telling you your problems. God is telling them what's wrong with us, and God is putting us everything in clearly black and white to take heed, to learn, to understand. And before it's too late, God has put so many examples in the Quran, story of the Moses and Pharaoh, how it was too late. God gives us also chances upon chances and to us to ponder upon and learn, you know, starting with our own self. Yeah. Um, you know, they did an experiment. Uh, they created this sterile field with greenery and everything. And um, just to see if there's a bacteria or any viruses grows in that sterile environment. And so the first experiment they did was um, uh, um, they they saw some bacteria grew in, in after they, they they isolated that the it was like a ball uh, clearly uh, I mean isolated from this world and so they saw the bacteria viruses grow so they were like excited but then they they saw they made some mistakes and they redid the experiment where completely sterilized environment. And they saw nothing grew in it for a long time. They waited, waited, but nothing grew. Um, so even a virus and bacteria is just does not come in, come in existence by itself. Just like some a bunch of the atoms, and you throw them in a ball, and you think the bacteria will grow into it by itself. It, it, it doesn't work that way, you know. Even the 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 fruit fly or all these things that they they come into existence. All of a sudden, you bring some fruit, and you put it in, in and then all of a sudden, these flies start coming. All this is inside the fruit is, is just how God's system is that how they come into existence. They don't just come out on, on their own. Uh, so inshallah. Uh, kneeling, and that's the heading of the next verse. Uh, then God says, you will see every community kneeling. Every, commun every community will be called to view their record. Today you get paid for everything you have done. This is our record. It utters the truth about you. We have been recording everything you did. As for those who believe and work righteousness, their Lord will admit them into his mercy. This is the great triumph. You know, on the day of resurrection, everybody, everybody will fall on their knees. You know, uh, just have you seen on like on, on your knees, uh, humble and just in, in great sorrow and misery. Uh, they, they will have on their faces because they didn't pay attention to what God was saying. God says every community will be kneeling. And I guess we, even the righteous would, would gladly kneel and we probably fall prostrate to God, but everybody will be kneeling on that day because they will, they will at that time, they will see. Even though when anybody's time of death comes, everything is crystal clear in front of them. It's like you're standing at the door, door that opens up you know when you are coming into coming when you're leaving your home you open the door and you're standing in the door in the middle of the door you can see your home and you can see outside you can see both worlds and at that time a door opens up and you can see the hereafter and you can see this world at that moment and at the time you're praying to god if you were not successful then go let me go back but it's too late and the door closes behind them and it will there's a veil between them and this world and now they are in another dimension. This is very crystal clear. God talks about this, this uh, what happens in this, uh, you know, in the time of death. 
and at the, in the day of resurrection everybody will will know that god is their lord and they will be hum they will uh, you know be sorry at that day but you know every community will be called and the record will bring forth and we know that we have a record literally hanging in our neck in like a like a chain it has all what we have what we will be doing in the future everything is we have stamp on our forehead what's our destination and one may argue that how come i have a stamp on my head where i'm going that's me what i do it doesn't make any difference it, this is where my destiny and that's how, how a lot of people talk they say that okay if that's what got written on my forehead so what what good am i going to do what is written on our forehead is what we are doing that is written on our forehead it's our free will it's god's uh one of the quality that god knows the future so in ahead of time he put the stamp on because he know what we are going to do it's not that he's causing us to do that it's he can see what what path we're going to take what act what uh, decisions we will make in our life all the way to the end and he knows who's and one way one place god tells the the person the believers that how can you save someone who's already in hell and you can see you can see that they are living here but god is saying they are already in hell how can you save them because once somebody enters the hell no one can save them except god but god says they will live there forever this is god's system so god is teaching his system in in, in a way if you pay attention and learn and what god is saying you get paid for everything you have done yeah you know you have done if you say this word you know when you do something that requires action you have knowledge god has given you information and you have to do something if you say and we learn that god says over because believe and they believe and live the righteous righteous life believe and live the righteous live the righteous life over and over in the quran so just believe in itself will not do any good to you that you say i genuinely believe that is god is my god i genuinely believe that there's there's resurrection but it will not do any good to you unless you do put it to work you have to be responsible you know plain and simple and god says uh, uh, this is your record it utters the truth we have been recording everything you did you know nowadays we see a lot of cct cameras in people's homes and businesses and everything and it, it continuously records everything and you can go back and find something and take a clip out of it and it's continuously recording and we can see nowadays that they have just massive amount of storage they can record for months and months before like you know we have see we see the youtube can record so many like they say every second like how many hundreds of 400 hours or something number of hours are being uploaded into the youtube so we see the technology right in front of us that that they can record such a tremendous amount of data in such a small storage and we can only we can't even imagine how god system works what kind of storage god has that it just literally god is showing us that how god is recording everything every action so on that day you nobody can lie that i didn't do it yeah god will pull up the the clip from your recording and will show you exactly what you did so there's nothing hiding on that day everybody will accept what they did and then god says as those who believe and right here you should you see again and again who believe and lead a righteous life so not just believe itself but with righteous you have to you have to put your work your work your mouth to work you have to say how they say you walk the talk and if without this you know you know there's no good 
uh, their their Lord will admit them into his mercy. This is the greatest triumph. If you read the Surah number six towards the end where God says on the day when the time comes, you know, those who believe uh, will not do any good to them. I'm paraphrasing that, you know, if they didn't do anything about it. Yeah, so God actually more clarifies that he said those who didn't, didn't believe will, will not benefit them at all. And those who believe and did not lead a righteous life will not benefit them with the believing. So very crystal clear that certain things are expected from us. And then God says, as for those who disbelieve, were not my revelation recited to you, but you turn arrogant and were wicked people. Then it is proclaimed that God's promise is the truth and that the hour of judgment is inevitable. You said we do not know what the hour is. We are full of conjecture about it. We are not certain. The evils of their works will become evident on them, and the very things they mock will come back and haunt them. So, you know, if you read this verse, where my revelations were not recited to you, so it's it's very much understanding that people get message, people get God's revelations recited to them even before the the Quran, before the Bible, before all the, God had sent many, many prophets and God sent, gave them scriptures. And so everybody, we learned, everybody get the message. Nobody can say on that day that I did not get the message. It's God's divine system, how everyone, in which form and everybody's getting message. Nowadays, it's even more, I mean, if you think about it, like 7.5 billion people live on earth. And when this technology took over, uh, now everybody basically can get a message. You know, there is we have a bundle of knowledge online nobody is uh, nobody can hide from the knowledge it's like it's like knowledge is like light and it's coming it's all over and you're walking outside the sun is lighting sun is shining and you cannot hide from the sunlight it's pretty much like that nowadays god's message is everywhere you literally have to hide somewhere to run or run away from the message in order to not or put something but still God has given message to everyone. And so God will be talking to those who disbelieve. The word of my revelations were not recited to you. But see, this is pretty, pretty sad. We when we read the surah number two in the beginning, there are three categories: believers, disbelievers, and hypocrites. And God is talking about the disbelievers who don't believe in God's revelations. This is the topic of the and God is not even talking about the hypocrites. And they are in the, in the far pit of the deep pit of the hell. God is talking, you know, as we learn. They're in a worse situation because they believe and they don't do anything. So this part, God is talking about the disbelievers who flat out don't believe in the, the word of God. I, that's what I think my understanding we can you know discuss if there's any, you know, if I'm making a mistake, inshallah. As for those who disbelieve, that God is saying that, didn't you hear my revelation? But you turn arrogant. You know, what causes people to become arrogant as we learned the beginning of this grand study that the ego and yourself and this and that, all that stuff piles up on you and you become arrogant and you are wicked people, God is telling you. And this is this conversation is going on the day of resurrection and the day of judgment. Uh, and God is telling the disbeliever, this is what I, you know, I send you the message and this is how you responded to my, my revelation. You, you turn arrogant and you were wicked people. You see the past tense, you know, you were wicked people. When it is proclaimed that God's promise is the truth and that the hour of judgment is inevitable, you say, we do not know what the hour is. So this is God's 
you know, revelation right here when he was proclaimed, the promise, truth, and all that. And we learn in the Quran, God talks about his promise and the truth and the hour of judgment over and over in the Quran. And God is saying it's, it's inevitable. It's for sure it's going to happen. There's nothing can stop it. And there's, in fact, a surah with this name, uh, inevitable. I think it's Surah 56. I think so, yeah. Inevitable. And it's it just, if you would go and read this, such a beautiful surah, we'll uh, talk about the three, God, God put people into three groups, the lead of the lead and the, you know, the middle and then the, the people who lost their soul uh, very clearly, very beautiful surah to, to learn and a lot of knowledge to gain from that surah. And what did you respond to to my revelation? Oh, we do not know. You know how arrogant behavior that is. Someone's telling you such important information, even though in this world you talk about, you tell somebody such important, valuable information, and how arrogantly they'll say, oh, I don't know. They start ignoring your statement, and they just start uh, heedlessly walking away. You know, and they, they don't want to pay attention to it, and they all kind of statement, and they, what what are you talking about, the hour? What is that? We are full of conjecture about it. We don't know. You know, they gain the word conjecture. You know, they have all mixed information and they don't just, just by finding excuses, basically. When God has, God says, in the beginning, we read clear of revelations. God has made everything clear, crystal clear. And how come you're in conjecture you know, about it? And we are not certain. And we know that there, there is a way to... Uh, uh, God system, God does not expect you to be a certain right away. In fact, God tells people that, you know, don't even, not even certain is a very high degree. Uh, even believer, we, one place the Arab comes and they say, we are we are believers. God say, no, don't call yourself a believer. I'm paraphrasing that you say, uh, we are submitters. The belief hasn't entered your heart yet. So there's a step-by-step -step process. But, you know, if you be reverence to God's revelation and you ponder upon them, then things will make more and more easy for you. Uh, you know, and it's going to be hard in the beginning and a lot of, you know, process have to go through. You have to go through the submission test and everything, you know, the iron and the gold and the, all these stuff doesn't come out of the earth shining. The diamonds don't come out. You see, the, you, it, it will just look like a rock. And um, it, it goes through a lot of shining process to come in. And our soul is the same way. You know, it's it's buried under under dirt. It has to go through this refined process to come out and grow. Mashallah. You know, the evils of their works will become evident to them. All this is God is calling that the this is evil works. You know, if, if you have any question about you, you know all this behavior that God is talking about, God is in pinpointing tell this is all this what we read today. It's evil behavior. That's what they are doing. And they're uh, if they're being arrogant, they're been hiding, they're uh, finding excuses and all that. This is all evil works, and it will become right now. Even if you talk to somebody or something is is acting this way, they they will hide. But in that day, they cannot hide it. It will become so obvious. It will right in front of their eyes. God will show them. Look how you did, and they cannot deny it on that. They cannot make excuse. God, I'm sorry, or I wasn't doing this. You know how we have all kind of excuses. Nowadays, in, I mean, in the real world, you can make any excuse. You know, you call in sick and you say, I, I, I'm not feeling you. all kind of excuses. But on that day, you cannot call, say to God that, God, I'm sorry, I was sick on that. Okay, God will say, okay, you're sick on that. What about that day? Well, I'm, I give you so many, so many chances. And you keep acting that way. So no excuse on that day.
and the same work they were doing the evil works it will become evident and this evil work will mock them you know how people mock each other that you know how is this amazing how god makes anything to come into life your hands will talk your ears will talk as we know this uh, the mountains have some we, 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 we never understand how the tree the prostrate and all these things this evil works will come them to mock them will make fun of them maybe their videos will be played and and, and you know how when you mock someone yeah, you know you can pretty much say their own work will mock them i mean imagine somebody else um, mock you and make fun of you and laugh at you that's one thing but your own work will mock you and come back to haunt you on the on the on the day of resurrection i mean there is so much to ponder upon think about on the day of resurrection so, so many things can make you such uncomfortable i mean this is just not one thing Imagine your body is just, if you have just pain on your finger, one thing, but if your whole body is hurting, it's just one, I mean, like 10 million things coming at the same time. Your body can't even cope with it. I mean, which which thing you mean, the, the humiliation God struggled on that day. They were biting their fingers on that day. I mean, there's so much God, detailed description, and this is not even hell yet. This is the day of resurrection, the day of judgment, when everybody will be kneeling in front of God. That's the day God is talking about. And then the next verse said, it will be proclaimed, today we forget you, just as you forgot the meaning of this day. Your abode is the hellfire, and you will have no helpers. This is because you took God's revelation in vain and were preoccupied with this first life. Consequently, they will never exit, exit therefrom, nor will they be excused to god belongs all praise lord of the heavens lord of the earth lord of the universe to him belongs all supremacy in the heavens and the earth he is the almighty most wise what a beautiful way to end the surah mashallah i think this is at the end right um, no. yeah sorry so yeah this is the end of the surah mashallah so uh, it will be proclaimed, proclaimed, you know, it will be said on that day that today we forget you just as you forgot the meeting of this day. And the similar statement we find in Surah 7, I think verse 52 or 53, a very similar statement has said God in probably other places that today we forgot, forget you just as you forgot the meeting of this day. You know, uh, what is to forget? You know, I mean, some people may believe, you know, and then they forget. And they get preoccupied with this world. So many ways you can define the word forget. So if you if you don't build the connection with God, you know, basically when you do contact with God, when you talk to God, you're building that relationship as a Lord and and a servant, as a master, as a servant. We are servants of God. And if you don't build that relationship, if you don't, you know, then what happens on the day of judgment? You know. Imagine you 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 have a good somebody you know you have a friend or something and you know that person becomes a very powerful rich person see you and you go to his office and as soon as this person sees you and say come bring this person to my office right away and he's your friend from like childhood he's, you know and how he greets you 
So there was a relationship built long time ago. So when he came to the meeting that uh, in, in the big office, so out of thousand people, he pulled you out. He said, bring this person to my office and he will hug you or something. So in some similar senses, sense, you can understand if you didn't build a relationship with God and you forgot God, basically forget the meeting the day, basically meeting the day for who? Meeting, meeting with God. You, you were going to meet with God. And you forgot that day. You did not build that relationship. So what happens on there? You will be just X, Y, Z on that day of resurrection. But imagine if you were a believer and good, righteous person, and uh, you try your best in good life. You know, imagine how welcoming we we learn a lot of places and how angels and red carpet and all the welcoming things will be. God will not forget you on that day. You know, you and if you're one of the elite of the elite, one of the lucky ones. You know how God will pull you right up the crowd to towards Him. Uh, some that sense we learned, you will be running to you. You will be pulled towards God because your soul has grown to that level that you can you can stand closer to God. I mean, in some sense that you can you know we can understand. It's just the whole the level of your soul how how much it grows. And God is telling to these people that your boat is hellfire. So you haven't entered the hellfire yet, but God is telling you this is your decision. You know, when a revelation came, you rejected, you arrogant, you refused, you made all excuses, you, you mock my revelations. Basically, when you something we when you when your God's revelation is recited, you should become humble. You know, you should become reverence. And you have to listen. And we learn towards the end of Surah 7 that uh, when God's revelations are recited, when the Quran is recited, you should not talk. You should need to listen. And and when you are making all these uh, you know arrogant behaviors so you did them say this is the decision this is what your work has given you and there will be no helper for you basically that's it there's no more help as we learned in the previous Quran study the the people in hell will be like begging those guardians of hell that you know ask they're calling a master that please ask your lord you know have something like mercy on us or something you know, this is because you took God's revelation in vain. God does not hide anything from us. He's telling us exactly what are we doing. It's not something, a surprise on the day of resurrection that uh, you'll find, oh my God, I made a mistake. God is telling you what mistakes are you making. If But if you turn away and being arrogant, you don't want to look at your mistakes. It's like you're doing your work and someone your manager comes to you and telling you exactly what mistake are you making you know wouldn't you want to clear those mistakes or you want to arrogantly keep continuing to make the mistakes so god is pointing us exactly where our mistakes us and you took god's revelation in vain and we're preoccupied with this first life so again we're going back to the ego thing and then uh, we, we are preoccupied with this life, with this first life, we, and uh, you can pretty much see people are uh, busy with their life. Wake up in the morning, get a breakfast, go to work, come home, watch TV, talk to the family and go to sleep, wake up in the morning, work, watch TV, and go back to sleep. After several months, go for a week or month vacation, come back and go back to work. Is this what we are born for? And then get old. And get a retirement and go to live retirement life and go to nursing home this is what we are here for such a this is what you want to expect from uh, uh, this world 
did someone say that ask don't ask a drop from an ocean ask ocean from an ocean because this world is is far more than just this everyday life there's far more important things in this world consequently they will never exit their form nor will they be excused and god said they, uh, they will never exit from their form so once they enter the hell there is no exit for them they will never exit i mean you know what if you just pay this word right here consequently they will never exit this this should make any soul tremble inside shaking you know this verse is so very crystal clear they will never exit there's nothing left not even saying that if if they were leave like in a billion years who saw a billion years and billion years will never even end in our system now like we live like 80 90 100 years uh, it, and it seems even long a thousand years you know then a million years and hundred million thousand million years will become one billion imagine that is just a way long time and god is even saying that billion or two billion or ten billion you can even spend a day in the hell or you let alone a minute in that they will never exit this should make any soul just you know sh put into fear what if i become one of this that god is discussing what if i that should make us more humble to god that uh you know whenever contact prayers because we should become more humble and more humble because these are our chances when you say guide me to the right path part of part of those who you blessed uh, we should we should genuinely hum humbling humble to god that uh, you know like begging to god please make me be the one guide me to the right path yeah therefore nor will they be excused and there is no more excuse there's no more exit i don't know how more clear words that is you know when you make a statement all of these that's mean all of it there's not even one left these kind of and god is making a similar statement that never and no excuse at all like nobody you know their idol worshippers they were doing nobody can help them to god belongs all praises lord of the heavens lord of the earth lord of the universe so all the praise you know what is this second verse of the quran praise be to god the lord of the universe that's the second verse of the quran praise be to god there's nobody else god is saying there's no praise to any of the angels god is talking about that there there are some very high rank high ranking angels gabriel and you know you know and some mikhail and then there's more uh, angels that god has or prophet or anything god even mentioned abraham as a friend uh, but you know i think his beloved friend but um but all praise to god because he's the lord of the universe lord of the heavens and the earth and lord of the universe because he's you know there's no there's no more no excuse for you for you to uh, put anybody next to god you know when you do some some put someone next to god that's mean but god is saying all praise to god when you mention somebody else ne ne next to god then you know the whole the quran la ilaha illallah there's so many words you know allahu la ilaha illallah the ayatul kursi and uh, surah so number two and so many places and uh, so, like uh, jonah when he was in the in the valley of the fish la ilaha illallah so anywhere you read la ilaha illallah either is mentioned after what is mentioned after that is 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 um, praises subhanaka or some kind of praises adding to that verse 
uh, when we recite the we do the contact prayer uh, um, and we sit down so we do mention something next to the body says anything that praises God but we don't mention anybody else so when you put somebody else next to God uh, that's a clear violation of the the main purpose we are here in this world you've broken the purpose that God has created you basically there's you know everything has a one main main purpose and if that purpose is not fulfilled the thing becomes completely it's like for example a car is to transport people if it is not transporting people that is its main function you can listen to the music in the car you can take a nap in the car you know you can eat in the car but the main purpose of the car is to transport one place to another place that is the sole purpose of a car if that is the car is not doing that purpose it's not good it can be a showpiece or something but it's not gonna so this world is created just for one purpose that to worship god alone and but if you have someone else next to god the whole purpose of coming to this world is is just you know to him belongs the supremacy this is god's word in the heavens and the earth he's the almighty most wise he is the almighty the most wise you know he is the wisest of the wise you know he's you know, imagine learning. He's if he's he's your mass, he's your teacher, the teacher of the Quran. If he's a teacher of the Quran. Imagine the knowledge you will gain from this book, is be immense, because he's the Almighty, he's the Most Wise, Supreme Mashallah. So, what a beautiful way to end the surah, and inshallah we'll uh, st stop here at the cross tree. Sorry about the technical issues we had. Um, my phone was disconnecting and all that. So, inshallah, open the comments and questions in, the, in this part. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you, praise God. So thank you for doing this on such a short notice. Oh, praise God. You know, I was just reading today and uh, yesterday, even uh, my work, mashallah, God's, I think God has a plan. So I was just reading and I was just trying looking through the verses uh, that so it ended up being good. You know how God is a plan, so mashallah is God. So you basically finished the surah, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have planned to read more from the next verses because these are only, I think, uh, fifteen verses, maybe. But uh, it was just too much, and then time was off. So, mashallah. So I just will just make a small comments about the uh, you know this world that we're living in right now. So verse number twenty-three. Uh, if you go back in time, 
in 80s, 70s, 60s, and uh, 19th century, 18th century. Um, as we were watching the uh, this uh, uh, TV series, but uh, Turkish that uh, uh, you know, the, uh, it's a long series on Netflix. Uh, forget the name. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. See, imagine those times. Life was very simple. There's not much going on. There's no media. There is no uh, influence with something negatively. If you live in that community, you're pretty much gonna do what the. This very little chance you can go wrong on this. But it's nowadays. Uh, everybody's holding a cell phone. I mean, access to the the negative world is so easy. I mean, you can be sleeping on the bed and watching on the phone and anything that you can just just we are bombarded with all kind of you know negative environment. And it's in one way it is is tough, but on the other way it is much more uh, good time to live in because the the credit you it, it's more. You get more credit. Um, they used to, I was watching the news, and, and uh, every, like in the morning, I'll get, be getting ready and the news will be on, and they will bring in the morning news people. They have achieved some, you know, somebody became a doctor or a lawyer or something. They will bring these kids uh, who just graduated. But why do they bring these people? Like somebody will be a doctor or something, and you see, like everybody, everyday people becoming a doctor. Why they are bringing this one person? In the studio and interview that person and show people look at this person because this these people that they bring in their studio they grow up in a such a hard environment some of them didn't have parents some live in a foster care some like in a severe like there's one person was uh, living in a very poor household and um, but this person wants to become a doctor or something and out of all the things going against them they work hard Day and night, they, they didn't even have the sources that a lot of other people have. Uh, so they struggled so hard to become a doctor. So they became a shining star. That's why they bring these people into the studio to show people, like, look at these people, how, you know, how they work so hard. They don't bring the people who are have all the things where life's for easy for them. Um, like we just, uh, a little while back, we met a family. Everybody was a doctor in their family. So we were in somebody's wedding, and then so this the mother is doctor, his uncle is doctor, and this so this this guy this boy was like I think 18, 19 year old or something, and he was going he was accepted or something into he was gonna be a doctor. So as they were talking about it, I said, okay, he's gonna be in, in he's gonna he wants to be a doctor, he's gonna and everybody like oh, okay, just like a news, okay, yeah, that's nice. But if you would hear the same news from somebody who was in a, such a tough environment, oh. This person wants to be a doctor, and people are like really. It will, it will really. It, it makes a lot of difference. Where how much hardship you see. So we are lucky to live in this world. If you're really sincere about God, all this negativity that's bombarded in us, and out of all that, you strive to be, to 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 obey God. You strive to be righteous. You strive to be on the good side. You know these things pack value, a lot of value. And, and we should be blessed. We should be happy that we are in, in this world and God has given us a chance. And then, you know, mashallah, and to ask God for guidance.
Uh, yeah, and I really like uh, you know the final verse where you know it talks about uh, God's supremacy. You know uh, that uh, it says uh, to Him belongs all supremacy in the heavens and the earth. He is the Almighty, most wise. And so you know we have we have uh, you know in the world consider them better than others. You know and or you know they're superior. Or, you know, people who are in power and, and they feel that they can, uh, they're better than other people and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, and especially we read about people, you know, we read about ego as a god. And so, you know, all those egos will be subdued on the day of resurrection. And, you know, everybody will realize that, you know, there's no other higher power than God, you know. And I think uh, that, you know, people, everybody will see. The truth and reality, and all these people who, who either believe in God and deny uh, following Him, or don't believe in God at all, will will recognize the truth and, and submit to God. You know, it will definitely be really uh, earth, literally an earth shattering experience. Yeah, you know, and then the sad part is that people see that reality and people still running after that. You know, they see what's going on and they can analyze it, but they're still running. Uh, you know, there was a, like, if you go to, like, like a graveyard, you know, we were, in like, in England and there was one of the, uh, we passed by a graveyard and very nice built graves and uh, probably these were some powerful people or something. And I'm like, you know, one day they had a lot of power. Like, uh you know, they were like very high status people like you know we saw one really big and it, it became like a tourist spot now there's a big big mansion type home uh, huge and there's in the front just so lavish garden and you can you can't even cover the whole thing it just we can as far as you can see there's garden beautiful and there's a lake running between them and so this person was whoever it was he was he built all this for himself such a powerful man you know, maybe in hundred years ago, and or two hundred years ago, now is laying under the ground. What, what, what? All this lavish building and all that. What good did it do? As God promises in a, in the Quran that they will abide in heaven forever. The beneath their feet. The, I'm some paraphrasing, and many many verses are similar to that. The water flows beneath their, you know, uh, gardens and all that. The similar picture. If you go look at it and you say. Somewhat in same reality, God is talking about that. And um, even if you build it all this in this world, what good it will do to you? All this supreme power, you, you know, and nothing is hidden from you. At that point, somebody who was powerful can look at the his elders. Where are they? And take heed that how short this life is. No matter how much you try to do whatever you want to do, most of the time, and there was somebody who was actually literally calculating how much time do we have in this world. And this person subtracted all the time. They said the child age and the old age and the time we sleep and the time we work and out of all the life, it's just very limp, small amount of time that we have for ourselves, the pleasure. Even just imagine the daily basis, you, you sleep seven hours on average, six, seven hours. Then you wake up, you go to the bathroom, and you all the refreshing up takes maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. And then you spend time eating and then go to work. 
you know, and you get in the line traffic and all that, come home, how much time out of the whole day you get? You know, it's just very fraction of it. And you work all this, and you know that. It's not something that's the news to someone. They know that. And they still, I mean, the the, the dilemma is that, you know, you, you talk to somebody, you know, like you knew it. And you still pursue something that is so i'm not saying that there's something wrong with it this is good you know you should uh, do more and but the main purpose we come to this world if that is not fulfilled if that is not fulfilled, then this whole thing is useless it's it's not going to do any good you know, there's an example we use the car if the car is not doing what it's supposed to do you can paint it and put in this whatever it is it's just going to be a showpiece that's all it's not going to do any good. So this life that God has given us as a specific purpose to fulfill, if that is not fulfilled, in fact, this world is a mercy from God for us to give another chance to ask God for forgiveness. This world is basically designed to ask us for forgiveness to God. You know, as, as God teaches us from Adam, the Rabbana um, that I think is that God, we, we wrong our soul. If you don't forgive us and have mercy on us, we will be uh, the, the most highest losers, you know, we'll be the losers. So mercy and forgiveness. As we go into the next surah, we will learn more about that God is talking about who attained my mercy. You know, and God's talking in other places too, mercy and the forgiveness. So these two things we need in order to go to heaven. And how do we achieve that? By believing in God and leading a righteous life. We do those two things and God, uh, we do our part and God does his part. God will, God said he will forgive you and he will have mercy on you. So these two things are, we need. You know, it's not like when you do sujud to God that you are giving high rank to God. God is already the, as we read this, the end of the surah, then to him belongs our supremacy. Highest of everything is all belongs to God. So you're not, making any change in God's status or anything. You're doing what's good for us. Then when you're doing so, you're you're accepting him as our Lord and Master. You're putting your forehead on the ground and you're calling God the high. SubhanAllah, be Allah, I mean, uh, pray, I mean, uh, praise be to I mean, my Rabb. You know, it's called Rabbi, my Rabb. Yeah. And the high. So basically, uh, that's that's what we're here for the main main purpose on the side note you know you enjoy god's blessing and you remember god you know you eat food you eat a uh, tasty uh, steak or you eat kfc fried chicken or anything that you eat you praise god you know this is god's blessing you know god has taken one of his creation the chicken or anything that gave its life to feed us, and we need to be humble to all these things. Reverence to God, not just make fun of food and then eat and then make say, oh, make faces and uh, I didn't like this and that. You know, we should be grateful to God that God has given us this food and this life, the taste buds. As a lot of people are learning in this that this COVID stuff, a lot of people losing their taste buds. They don't feel the taste. Like imagine you pay for the lobster dinner and you put it in your mouth and it doesn't taste anything. You pay so much money, but it doesn't taste anything. You buy an expensive steak, but it doesn't taste anything. It's just like eating cardboard. 
um, like drinking water, water basically has no taste or, or like uh, when you have a bubble gum and after like a few minutes, it all the sugar is gone and all of a sudden you have no taste of the bubble. You have something in your mouth, but there's no taste in it. Just imagine that every food will be tasting like that. So these are God's blessing that we need to ponder upon. And these are God's uh, actually a mercy on us that we are we can praise God, uh, thank God for this, uh, and this is this becomes act of worship when you when you think God doesn't need our thanks. He's so high. This is actually a blessing of God that He's allowing us. He's allowing us to say thanks to Him. He doesn't need our thanks. In fact, He's saying, "The more you thank me, the more I give you." So when you put everything in the right spot, and you, you then you will be like you know like, would you ever even be have a chance to even meet a president? You know, you'll be lucky to even be in a crowd where a president is talking. I mean, you can even go into that uh, place where he's talking. You need to buy expensive tickets and all that. You know, a lot of them they do this a charity, the the money uh, funds and stuff where you have to buy a ticket for thousand dollar or ten thousand because they want to raise funds for their you know work and stuff like that. So it will be you'll be honored to even see the president in person let alone come close to and talk to him or shake hand. Here, the most gracious is giving us seven, five times a day to meet him, in, in literally in, in a way, in a physical environment, in the, with the soul going, probably up, going up and meeting with God as our body stays there, possibly somewhere in that window that we are in, literally in contact with God, mashallah. All these things to ponder upon, mashallah. Thank you. Um, anybody else has any uh, comments or questions at this time? Or anybody else has questions? Or, um, and I see that there are no questions on YouTube either. Um, Um, well, just maybe to add, uh, you know, about the ego as a god, I think one of the things we have to remember is that, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, people uh, can idolize uh, their egos as well when, for example, you know, you're thinking too much about yourself, thinking too much about your appearance, uh, thinking too much about what other people think of you and how they perceive you, and basically you're time is spent thinking mostly about yourself instead of God at that point also you know you have made your ego as your God because remember whatever occupies your mind most of the day is your God so if most of your day majority of your mind is spent thinking about you which is very easy to fall into you know because considering how egotistic uh, we are as creatures you know and our egos were was what you know caused us to um, uh, come down here in the first place you know it was the ego that, you know, prevented us uh, from uh, 
uh, you know, repenting also when the chance was given to us, you know. And uh, it was uh, really the, the ego is really something that we need to kill, you know. This is one of the things uh, in the Quran in Surah uh, talks about in the heifer. Uh, kill you, and that's what we see in the beginning of the Quran. And I think one of the uh, ego is obviously one of those reasons why you know people will not accept in the messenger because they think that you know they're better. Why didn't God choose them and uh, instead of uh, this person, you know, to deliver the message, for example, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things that you know our ego is um, really one of our biggest enemies uh also you know um, so we need to definitely work on our egos until as long as we're here in this world you know like we'll always have uh to uh, to battle with uh, our egos just to make sure that we're not worshiping our egos because Satan can easily make us think that we're worshiping God, and you know, really, you could be worshiping your ego. Um, actually, like if you look at the introduction, um, actually, uh, in the introduction, it says that um, it was the ego, it was the ego augmented by ignorance that led Satan to believe that he could take care of a dominion as a god and run it without disease, misery, war, accidents, and chaos. The vast majority, uh, the vast uh, majority uh, of God's creatures disagreed with Satan, yet the minute egotistic minority that agreed with him to the greatest extent is, were in the billions. Um, so it's the ego uh, that uh, you know, prevented these creatures also from appreciating you know, God's. Um, and uh, the paragraph human says, you know, um, it is the ego that prevented these creatures from appreciating God's omnipotence. It is the ego that prevented them from submitting when such an opportunity was given to them. Uh, this is a 3372, you know, and it says that 3272 says, um, says, We offer the responsibility, the freedom of choice to the heavens and the earth and the mountains, but they refuse to bear it and were afraid of it. The human being accepted it as transgressing ignorant. You know, so our egos basically did not uh, allow us to. Um, do that, you know, because we believe that, uh, you know, we we didn't want to go down as as a dog or, or a horse, and um, we that's why we did. I mean, we took such a huge risk because of that, right? Uh, and then it says it was the ego that stand. It is the ego that stands between most of us and redemption of God's kingdom. This is why. Uh, quote unquote, kill your ego is one of the first commandments in the Quran. And so this is in Surah 2, verse 54, you know, the commandment to kill our ego. So you can see it's like in the very beginning, 
of the Quran. It's one of the first commandments. Um, so that's all I make sure. Yeah, mashallah. The, uh, that, that, that explains a lot. When coming to this world, uh, people, you know, how you offer someone a job and you say, I don't want to be a janitor. I want to be, I want to have my own office. But that's ego. You know, you don't want to do something that is a, a low class or something. So all these positions were offered. You know, we didn't want to go down. That makes very much sense to as a, as a, a goat or a horse or a cow or, or something that, or even angels are doing a job. They're serving um, the, the community, the human beings and all that. But humans were so egotistic that they, want, they don't want to go like that. They want to go as a human being. They want to be served by animals and trees and plants and this world and angels. And we don't want to be the one who work um, here today, one of the was just a YouTube video, and it was not a religious topic, but this guy was a Christian, and he just brought a little, you know, something about the devil, the demons, and and he said something, and I think this is pretty much true. They say that uh, when Satan rebelled against God, you know, and he was angel, and many of the other angels uh, followed him, and though they become, you know, jinn. Because they were angels too, so all these I think that makes sense, right? If you can probably say something about it, that all all these genes they were angels before, and then they, and he was talking through Bible. Is that true? Yes, and uh, exactly, and then you can see that exactly uh, the animals that took. Uh, they, you know, they actually, they don't have any ego in this, you know, I mean, they, they, they come here and perform a submissive role and uh, as a repentance for, for, uh, you know, uh, siding with uh, Satan when the feud happened. And so we can see that it says in um, the introduction as well, under animals, that the horse, so it has no ego, uh, the horse's owner can be rich or poor, tall or short, uh, fat or thin, young or old, and the horse will serve them all. The horse has, the dog has no ego. It will wag its tail to its owner, no matter how rich or poor the owner might be. I think your sound is breaking up so much. I think your sound voice was breaking off so much. At the, I don't know if it's my my speaker or my computer or something. Hear me now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I was saying that. Um, like, it says, you know, that the the horse and the dog and all these creatures they have no ego, you know, 
and they'll 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 obey God in that you know whatever God uh, describes to them the horse and the dog and then it says this talks about the sun and the the moon you know it says the sun rises and sets every day at precisely the times prescribed by God so they are all they don't have any ego in following God's law and same with our bodies too you know our bodies are the earth is uh, you know the human body a temporary garment belongs to earth and as such it is a submitter the heart the lungs the kidneys other organs performs perform the function without our control so that's if they had the ego you know like they would they would just start disobeying god too they're part of the earth you know the earth it's in itself is as a larger uh, organism is a submitter you know so uh, so even the parts of our body are part of the earth you know the heart the lungs and kidneys and stuff so they also have no ego like you know god has given them orders just like the dogs and the horse and they're following those orders, you know, so they have no ego in, in not doing what God wants them, wants of them, you know. So they have made this you know, choice to come down here by killing their ego and doing what God tells them and just do it with no ego. But, you know, we're the, we the humans uh, have the choice uh, to, to make that decision and, and, and work on our egos, you know, but we decided that we would take the test, but we now understand like how hard this is, you know, to kill your ego um, in so many situations. Like it can be very easily uh, provoked in very, I mean, uh, small situations, like, you know, things that where you would think that, uh, you know, your ego will not be provoked, but, you know, it can be provoked as a weakness of the human being, you know, that we have the ego, you know the characteristic of the human so but we really have to so i really have to work on it uh and this word is our chance to actually do that and one of the ways we can do it is submit to whatever happens you know cheerfully and um that's definitely one of the things where i see um, you know most of us struggle with is especially like when we want certain things to go our way and they don't and we you know we get upset and we object uh, and uh, our ego, uh, you know, causes us to question God's decisions, even, and that's very dangerous. So we need to be careful about that as well. Yeah, much like the the purpose is to, you know, we know that we have ego. There's nobody can say that I don't have ego. And this is this is part of ourselves. Uh, so the struggle is just to you know. I mean, even though as a good submitter, or something you know, sometimes people will say something to you, and you will you will get angry. We, you know, like we'll get angry. People like you know, we have this grudge in our heart. Um, but at the same time, this is the mercy of God that He's you know that one of the verses we're reading in the previous Quran studies that when anger, they forgive. And if you look at this verse, this is actually a mercy of God. That God is saying, when anger, they forgive. Because what if God uh, had written a verse that when they anger, they remove their anger or they they control their anger? Because anger, something is hard to control. But if you if you get angry, uh, but you do what you do, can you, you cannot control. Literally, it's not like uh, anger is on and off switch. And you can say you get angry and you just remove the anger out of your heart. And that's it become normal. It's it's gonna be there. But what God is God knows that. And what God is saying that 
forgive. That's something we can do. So when you are angered and when you are of anger and you listen to what God is saying, God is saying when the anger and, and the thought comes into your mind, then my Lord is saying that when I get angry, I must forgive. You know, this is the traits of the believers. Uh, so if this is what my trait should be, then I must obey God. And then I must, I must forgive this person. You know, that is literally putting yourself to the ground and submitting to God that I'm going to do what my my God is saying. Imagine, you know, one of my, um, uh, I was used to work in a fast food and uh, on a drive through And then, you know what it says on the, on the window, on the top of the window? Customer is always right. So a lot of time the, there's some rude customer will come in and they'll scream at you, they yell at you. But what, how we were supposed to smile back at them. You're smile, we were supposed to, if they say something, we cannot say the same thing bad, bad to them. We have to still smile and we have to be courteous We have because this is the rule. And because what happens if you start fighting with the customer, they'll fire you. For, for a small job, for small money, we will do it. But the one who created us, the one who gave us everything, he's the one saying, when angered, they forgive. If you can do it for a job, I mean, it would be very sad that we cannot do it for God, mashallah. You know, thank you. Yeah, mashallah. Um, yeah, so I think um, maybe we could uh, probably end the streaming if uh, there are no further comments from anybody else. Um, what do you think? Yeah, inshallah. Uh, I think uh, Shazi just came in. She, I don't know, that's you. Sorry, I thought that's, I know, that's me. That's yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. okay, inshallah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mashallah, God bless you all for joining us. Uh, and God willing, our next study is going to be on uh, Saturday. And our teacher is going to be, no doubt, God willing. Mashallah, she feels better. All right, God willing, see you then. Okay. Thank you.